the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Welcome into tonight's discovery service, which also happens to be our final night in our monthly fresh fire week of prayer and fasting. I trust that somebody has encountered God this week and that encounter will stay with you. You know what? I just realized yesterday that this fast actually opens up the last quarter of the year. This shall be your quarter. It shall be your quarter of testimonies. It shall be your quarter of open doors. It shall be your quarter of great favor. It shall be your quarter of supernatural supplies. In the mighty name of Jesus. The angels we are talking about, they will work around the clock in your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Close doors, they will open it for you. The same way Peter was kept in prison, an angel went. In the closed door, the closed door of marriage, the closed door of business, the closed door of children, I declare those doors open. I declare them open. For everyone that believes, your testimony shall be the first. In the mighty name of Jesus, so it shall be in your life. Humbly take your seat in God's presence. Praise the Lord. Alright, so we want to continue our teaching series which we've been doing. Uh, I told you that it's all on prayer. But this time, we got diverted by the Holy Ghost. Last weekend, I was in Accra for a wedding. On my way back, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart to begin to instruct you on angels. Amen? And because it's also consistent with our prayer emphasis, we want to look at it. One, I told you yesterday, one of the practical ways you engage your angels is on the prayer altar. Somebody see the prayer altar. Yeah, the prayer altar is an altar where you engage. Humanity engages divinity. The prayer altar is an altar of transformation. It's an altar of changes. When Peter was kept in prison, the Bible said prayer, ceaseless prayer. Somebody say ceaseless prayer. Ceaseless prayer unlocks angels. Ceaseless prayer. In Daniel, it said that Daniel, from the day you started praying, your voice was heard and I came for your words. But there was contention. And what the contention, you see, when he prayed, an angel was released to come for his words and release a testimony. And there was contention. Because he was still praying, another angel was released. That is why ceaseless prayer is critical in engaging. About engaging the angels, praying in the spirit, you not end with a fast. I tell you all the time. If you wake up, you go through a day without spending some time praying in the Holy Ghost, you have missed great opportunities you never knew. Spend one day without spending time, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, just 
praying in the Holy Ghost. I mean, when you do that, things cannot go wrong in your day. Next year, I will teach you how to take charge of your day. There's a way, there's a practical way to take charge of your day. Where you determine the affairs of the day. Galatians 3.29. Galatians 3.29. And if ye be Christ, somebody say, if ye be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Somebody say, I am Christ. I am Abraham's seed. I am heir according to the promise. Okay, then we'll go to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, the King James Version. The King James Version. He said, But to which of the angels said ye at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thy enemies thy fools too? To which of the angels are they not all ministering spirit sent forth to minister for those who shall be heirs of salvation? Somebody say, I'm an heir of salvation. Angels minister for me. I am an heir of salvation. Say it with confidence. Angels minister for me. Yeah. Where you become an heir of salvation, one of the numerous benefits you enjoy is the service and the ministry of angels. They minister to you. So we said that angels are ministers. They are what? Ministers. Messengers. Ministers. They minister to us. They serve our needs. That's what angels are. Are they not ministering spirit? And I told you that there's a lot of falsehood about angels out there. There are some human beings who even claim that they are angels. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You see, the Bible says you are crowned with glory and honor. Glory. Somebody say glory. <laughs> he said, and when he made them, he said, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man, that you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him a little lower than angels. And then you have crowned him with glory and honor. And yesterday, I remember I shared with you why angels are stronger in power than us. I'll talk about that next week actually. Angels. The reason why you were made lower than your angels is because whatever you will use your strength to do, the angels have been equipped to do it for you. Praise God. Now look at this. The bodyguard of President Akufuado. The president is very, very tall. Amen. You have a very powerful president. Amen. Yeah, but it shows you that, listen, is the race is not to the tall. It's not to the short. Anybody at all can become anything. Yeah. If you're a lady, I want a tall man, I want a tall man. Listen. <laughs> yeah. But you see, when the president appears, his bodyguard, he looks stronger, he looks more muscular, he looks well-built. But the bodyguard cannot do anything of himself. He takes instruction from the president. With all his strength, when the president says sit, he sits. And the strength of the bodyguard is to the benefit of, 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 which one would you like to be? Carry the body? No, 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 no. Do you know the number of hours they have to work out in the gym? I don't want to waste my time doing all of that. You will do all of that. And yet when you come, when I step out, you are following me. That's what angels are. I'll tell you more about that next week. That's what angels are. That's what angels are. That's why I don't want to be an angel. I want to be a human being. Because angels are assigned to minister to me. But of course, I told you uh, on Monday that sometimes... 
the word angel in scripture is also used to describe human beings. But predominantly, by a large, in the book of Revelation, when it says to the angel of the church, he was talking about the pastor of the church. Okay? But by a large, when you see angel in scripture, it refers largely to supernatural entities who have no bodies. Praise God. So we are looking at the biblical truth. You see, whatever you know about angels, if it's not founded in scripture, forget it. If it's not rooted in scripture, that is why I'm walking you. I like to ground people in the truth. The Bible says that you be rooted and grounded and you cannot be grounded in ignorance. What I'm doing is like ABC. Before we now begin to build, we are looking at biblical truths about angels. What does the Bible say about angels? Who are they? What do they do? What are their characteristics? Number one, we said angels are created beings. Somebody said they are created beings. Say angels are created beings. Created. Ezekiel 28 verse 15, he said you were perfect in your way from the day you were created. Talking about Satan, from the day he was created, he was perfect. There was a day Satan was created. That's why you should not fear Satan. Satan can act as if he is powerful, but he is not powerful. And by the time we are through with this particular, I don't know whether I will continue in this vein next week, but it depends on what the Spirit of God tells me. But for sure, between now and the end of the year, every fresh fire week will be dealing with angels. Whether the discovery service will continue with angels, that I leave for the Spirit of God to guide me. Amen? But this is it. Satan was created as an angel. And when he parted company with God, he was stripped of his power. Now, if you are President Akufa's bodyguard, you have power. But the moment he leaves office, you don't have much power. Are you with me here? Yeah. When he goes to a place, you can't tell people, move, move. Now, the new president will have the capacity to be able to do that. Angels are supernatural beings. Somebody say supernatural beings. Number one, they are created beings. Two, they are supernatural beings. Angels are spiritual personalities with physical impact. Somebody says spiritual personalities. In other words, we don't see them, but we can't deny their effects. <laughs> we don't see them. When we come to church like this, they are here. As I'm speaking, they are here now. Angels are here. The Bible says we are come to Mount Zion, to the city of, to an innumerable company of angels. In every church service, there are more angels in the service than the number of people. That's why when you come into a spiritual atmosphere like a church, you have to be very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. Very sensitive. Can't be chewing gum in the service. No, 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 no. Being distracted in the service. Stay focused. Number three, angels are invisible beings. Somebody say invisible beings. Angels are eternal beings. Angels are emotional beings. I'm just walking you through who they are. Angels are emotional beings. They can feel joy. They can feel sad. They can go through all the emotions. They can be angry. Yesterday we show, I showed you one of them. Angels have a will. Somebody say, angels have a will. And yesterday I was telling you, Isaiah 14, verse 12 to 15. He said, how have you fallen from heaven, morning star, and sun of the dawn? You have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations, you said in your heart, Verse 13, you said in your heart, you always have to be mindful what you are saying in your heart. There are some people, the reason why they are where they are are the things that are going on in their heart. They look okay, but the things they are saying in their heart, dangerous things. 
You said in your heart. You said in your heart. I will. Did you see that? I will raise my throne above the stars of God. That's the first one. I will. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. Number one. Number two, I will. I will what? Raise my throne above the stars of God. Number three, I will sit and throne on the mount assembly on the utmost height of Mount Zaphon. Verse 14. I will, that's number what? Number four. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Yesterday I told you that conflicts begin when there is a clash of wills. Conflict begins when there's what? You can't have conflict with your husband if you, you just submit to his will. Yeah. And sometimes a husband also, in order to foster peace and harmony in the home, you submit your wife's will. So in the book of uh, Ephesians, he says, submit yourselves one to another. Before he now began to address wives. <laughs> that we will look at uh, when we resolve conflicts at the end of the month. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But this month we have pleasant surprises for you. Apart from what is happening on Family Day, there is some, something special I will tell you about on Sunday. Today we want to look at how long has angels been around? Angels have been around for a very long time. Somebody said they've been around for a long time. You know, when you are around for a long time, one of the things you gain is experience and knowledge and insight. Nothing moves you. You are not shocked. You are not shocked about anything. Because you've seen it all. That is what we see about angels have been around for a long time. When people have just suddenly come, we usually see them. Their attitude, their talk. You see that this person just uh, suddenly arrived in prosperity. Suddenly arrived in greatness. Suddenly arrived in leadership. Angels have been around for a long time. And one of the things that gives us a clue how long angels have existed is the fact that angels witness, number seven, angels witness Satan's rebellion in heaven. You know, angels were there. He himself was an angel who rebelled. And angels witnessed that. They did not just witness. They actually fought to defeat him. He said, ah, when he started, they said, listen, you can't misbehave here. He plotted the coup in his heart. But, look at this. Give me Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 9. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 9. Hi. He said, and war broke out in heaven. Somebody say, war broke out in heaven. Say it aloud. War broke out where? Uh -huh. So when your Bible says, for we wrestle. Oh, I thought I'm born again. I'm more than a conqueror. Where you wrestle. War broke out in heaven. And since war broke out in heaven, war has not stopped. But the good news is that in Christ, you are more than a conqueror. So when we fight, you see, there's a certain revelation you need to catch. When you catch it, spiritual warfare is different. Spiritual warfare is different. When you engage in spiritual warfare, you are not fighting from a position of a victim. You are fighting from a position of a victor. Yeah, in Christ, we are more than conquerors. We win before we start the fight. That's who we are. That's why he said he leads us in triumph always. The book of First Corinthians. What broke out in heaven? Michael. Somebody say Michael. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. Now, 
Satan has a number of names. In fact, here they actually called him, gave all of those names. Verse 8, but they did not prevail. Somebody said they did not prevail. There is no contention. She said, No, 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 no. I remember there was an incident I witnessed some time back and on my way from Accra. And the gentleman was boasting. One gentleman was just boasting like this. He said, I'm from Vota. I said, You can be from anywhere. I'm from Vota. I am from heaven. Rubbish. Yeah. He that cometh from above is above all. How dare you? And it's not, but we are just talking. He said, he got angry. He said, I'm from Vota. I will go. I said, go. That's how the meeting ended. He said, but they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail. I like it. He said, they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. That's what the Bible says. One of the things I'm least worried about is who is against me. Because whoever comes against me comes directly against God. Who can stand against the Lord? No one can. No one will. Yeah. Only fools will attempt that. Yeah. Yeah. When Pharaoh decided to stand against God, <laughs> after all the things, he still resisted. Eventually, you know where he ended up? He was swallowed in the sea. Pharaoh and his armies were overthrown in the sea. You see, it's important. That is why I'm excited that the Holy Spirit spoke to me to emphasize on the life in Christ. Praise God. Yeah. Because that's where victory is. That's where success is. That's where breakthrough is. That's where a life of all-round fulfillment is in Christ. If you decide to engage the devil on your own, you won't stand him. Because as we are coming to see, he's, an, he's a supernatural being. The powers he has, in your own, you have none. But in Christ, in Christ, little children, you are of God and you have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They fought, but they did not prevail. So, this person, uh, no, no, no. In fact, I, when I hear that anybody is planning something, I become more concerned for that such a person. Because he's embarking um, on a dangerous assignment. <laughs> you are dead on arrival. I begin to pray and uh, that's what the Bible says, pray for your enemies. Because anybody who makes himself your enemy, that is what the Bible says, pray for them. Don't pray against them. Because their case is a worst case. When somebody makes himself your enemy, he has become an enemy of God. So he's a worst case. So if you don't pray that God will have mercy on him, where you will end, you yourself you regret it. Yeah. You yourself you regret it. Haven't you seen somebody did something against you and then sometimes uh, they end up with something very, very sad and you yourself you become concerned now. How many of you have been there before? You, you, you are now moved. <laughs> Meanwhile, I didn't do anything at all. Somebody say, angels. They witnessed Satan's rebellion. The Bible said there was no place found for them. Rebels cannot have a place. Rebels, anywhere rebels are. Whether, rebels must not be given a place. Somebody say rebels must not be given a place. Yeah. 
you run an office, there's this person that who is a rebel. If you can help him, move him. Rebels. God did not say, Satan, let's negotiate. When he became rebellious, he said, out! Out. Out. Weak leaders negotiate with rebels. Strong leaders tell rebels, out. I can be there, be kind, patient with anybody who is willing to learn. But a person who is a rebel and stubborn, I don't waste my time on you. At all. Bible says, cast away the scorner and contention shall what? Cease. But look, the Bible said this. Look at this. So there was no place found any longer. The great dragon was cast out. Somebody said the great dragon. Satan. There are certain names Satan has. When I have successfully finished with angels, I will just give you some few keys about Satan. Amen? Because some of the things that I'm actually telling you, he has uh, some of them but in a diabolical sense. Amen? In a diabolical sense. So when you know, and the holy angels are more empowered than the others. Okay? It says, Satan, the great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old. And when he talks about the serpent of old, he's talking about the book of Genesis. You remember the serpent? That's where he came from. The serpent of old, called the devil. Satan is called what? See all his name here. One is a dragon. Two, serpent of old. Three, the devil, Satan. If you don't know him, all of these describe him. Praise God. Then he says his business, somebody say his business, is to deceive people. You know what it means to deceive? He comes to you, he makes you feel that he's powerful. Meanwhile, he has no power. That is what Satan has used to control a lot of leaders. Kept them in bondage. He deceives. He makes you feel that he's very rich, yet he's broke. He makes you feel. He stays at one porch house. And you go there. And you have to park your car at the top somewhere. And find your way through a bush to the place. I see that deception. And there are a number of people who deceive themselves like that. One of the greatest deceptions you can have is self-deception. When you deceive yourself. You don't tell yourself the truth. You don't tell God the truth. Now, number... Number... Okay, number eight, angels existed before man. How old are angels? They existed before what? They existed before man. Look at this with me. Job 38 verse 1 to 7. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, who is that that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like man. Look at verse 3. Brace yourself like man. Somebody say brace yourself like man. Brace yourself like man. I will question you and you shall answer me. So God is talking to man and he says, I'm going to question you man, but answer me. Then he said this. He said, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? So when God was laying the foundation, man was not there. Are you with me here? Man was not there. Man was not there. Then he says, tell me if you understand who mark of his dimensions when I was giving dimensions to the sea, the dimension to the oceans, what, who marked them? Surely you know who stretched a measuring line across it. Or where were its footing set? Or who laid its cornerstone? So all of these things were happening. Man was not there. Amen? But there were some other beings who were there. Look at this. While the morning stars sang together and all angels shouted for joy. 
So when, when creation was going on, the, when God finished, the Bible said, and God saw everything that he had made, and lo, it was very good. The moment God said it was very good, all the angels, they began to clap, 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 clap. They were excited seeing the beauty of creation. Praise God. Number nine, angels are holy. Angels are holy. It means they are set apart. The word holy comes from the Greek word hagios. Hagios means set apart. The Bible says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the son of man also shall be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father with his holy angels. Revelation 14, 20. He himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Somebody say, angels are holy. Number 10, angels have ranks. Angels have what? Angels have ranks. There's a hierarchy. There's a spiritual hierarchy. The Bible says, for wrestling not against what? Flesh and blood, but against what? Powers, against principalities, against rulers of darkness. It tells you there is a hierarchy. Now, he's talking about demonic hierarchy. There is also an angelic hierarchy, spiritual hierarchy. That angels, angels have a rank. If there can be an archbishop, there must be a bishop. Are you with me here? Are you with me here? You can't have an archbishop without a bishop. You are an archbishop. How can you be a pastor of one church? You say, I'm an archbishop. And you have ordained no bishop under you. Because archbishop means a bishop among bishops. First Thessalonians 4, verse 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. He's talking about the return. With the voice of an arch, what? With the voice of an arch, what? talk back to me with the voice of an ark and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first with the voice of an archangel I don't want to refer to extra biblical writings because there are a lot of useless extra biblical stuff written about angels out there but that's why I'm telling you that what I'm sharing with you is biblical truths about angels there are some books that can tell you uh, that are 12 uh, different uh, archangels. I know the some, some, I don't want to step into some other areas. Praise God. But what I'm sharing with you basically has to do with what scripture says. Michael is one of the people that is scripturally named as an archangel. Some people believe that angel like Gabriel or so is also an archangel, but that is not clearly stated. In scripture, one person whose name is declared as such is Michael. We see that in Jude. Jude 1 9. Yet Michael the archangel. Michael the archangel. Some people believe Satan Lucifer before was an archangel. Gabriel is an archangel. But one of the things that clearly stated it. Yet Michael in contending with the devil when he disputed about the body of Moses dare not bring accusation against him a reviling accusation but said the Lord rebuked him. It means that they were operating at the, almost at the same level. So instead of Michael saying, Satan, I stop you, he couldn't. So he said, the Lord himself do it. Because at that level, they were operating almost at the same level. That is why some people believe that Satan, Lucifer, 
was an archangel. You see, when you look at the ministry of angels, you see that they are specialized. And we'll come to look at it. So that's it. Me as for Satan, I don't know whether he's an archangel or not. Some people believe it. Yeah. But Michael, the scripture has said it. Yeah. We see that again. Daniel chapter 10. In the old and the new, it stated. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12 to 14. The new King James. Then he said to me, Do not be fear. Daniel, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I've come because of your words. Be, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. How many days? 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes. So there are princes and there are chiefs. What I want you to take home is the fact that angels operate in ranks. There are ranks. There are ranks everywhere. There are some people, they don't simply understand ranks. They don't understand ranks. Everybody must sit the same place. Everybody must do the same thing. No. In every place, there are ranks. You go to the hospital, there are ranks. There's a, 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 a chief director uh, of the hospital. There are ranks everywhere. And if you cannot accept that, when you come into Christ, there are ranks. The Bible says, obey those who have the rule over you. Know them that are, who have rule over you and submit yourselves unto them. There are ranks everywhere. You, one of the things that will help you in life, if you really, really want to go far, is to learn to function within ranks. Somebody say function within ranks. Yeah. The reason why Satan lost his place is that because he could not. There was a rank in heaven. Nobody takes worship but God. Satan said, where you sit is what I, where I want to sit. Yeah. Where you sit. Where you stay is where I want to stay. What you eat is what I want to eat. God said, okay, try it, let's see. That was how his end came. Your beginning is starting. In the mighty name of Jesus. Anywhere because of lack of protocol, lack of respect for protocol and order, you lost something, anything you have lost because you will not submit and flow with God's established order. I pray the mercy of God will take over tonight. And I pray that God will restore you again. In the mighty name of Jesus. So it shall be in your life. Please take your seat. I'm closing with number 11 today. Number 11. Mm. Are you getting blessed? Are you sure you are blessed? Now, angels are countless in number. Somebody say countless in number. Say it aloud. Countless in number. Yeah, angels are countless in number. Angels are countless in number. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22. Angels. But you have come to Mount. You have come to Mount. Not that you will come. You have come. Now you are at Mount Zion. As a child of God in Christ, you are already at Mount Zion. To the city of what? The living. To the city of? Read it. To the city of? You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. Thousands. Our number as a church is not up to a thousand. But every time we meet, thousands. You don't understand that. Thousands. The worship is going on. Angels are ministering healing to people. Their ministry answers to people. Prayer is going on. Angels are ministering. Thousands upon thousands. If angels were visible, you won't have places to sit. 
because they were overwhelmed us with their presence, massive presence, innumerable company of angels. Revelation chapter 5, verse 11. Then I looked again, New Living Translation, and I heard the voice of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and the others. Millions! Millions. You see, when I realized that the multitude, the number, the large magnitude of uh, angels, then I understood why Jesus said, I could now ask for 12 legions to come. 12 legions. There was an incident. He said, now I can pray and God will give me 12 legends. 72,000 angels will come to respond to this particular case. Listen, you can never be frustrated in life when you understand the ministry of angels. You cannot. Because in any area of challenge, you can deploy their ministry. Thousands. While some of them are taking care of your business at home, some are with you as you speak. Praise God. Thousands. 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 There's this uh, childhood thing that a lot of people, it's not scripture, it's a childhood thing that you have a guardian angel. And it's like uh, you have one angel who is guiding you. It's not true. I think that thing, people picked it from Matthew chapter 18, verse 10 also. Because they talk about little children uh, before God. Give me Matthew chapter 10, verse 18. Let me show you. He said, take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven, they are, they are, no, read it again. They are what? They are, did he say they are angel? So where did you get this idea of guardian angel? They are angels. Because they always operate in company. Angels don't operate alone. They always operate in company. If uh, uh, Gabriel, when he was coming to meet uh, Daniel, he had come alone. When there was contention, there's no way he would have broken through. <laughs> so, you, when we come to see what angels do, some of them have different, different specialized roles and we'll talk about them. Those who deliver information, those who fight, those, they are all there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are not alone. I want you to know the world to which you belong. When you meet an American, <laughs> it's very easy to identify one. When you meet a Ghanaian, it's very easy to meet one. When you meet a Nigerian, it's very easy to, particularly if you know them. If you know them. If you know them. When I'm at an airport, I meet a Ghanaian, I know this is one. When I meet a Nigerian, immediately I know. There's something about them that reveals who they are. Are you with me? You need to know angels. Know them. Amen? Know who they are, what they offer to you. Then, because you see, your life, the reason why most of us, we are just operating where we are is because we are, we are just focused on the natural. But the Bible said, the natural man receiving all the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. There was a story of a certain young lady, an old woman who died. Who was sick, very sick, terribly sick. I'll share the real story with you. But it happened in the US. Sick! I was about to die, pneumonia or so. And there was this top neurosurgeon within the area who lived in the area, had gone to work very tired and it was snowy. So you won't even think of going out. But while the man got to his room and retired home and was about to rest, knock, knock. <laughs> knock knock when he went 
see this uh, young little girl came and said listen sir I need your assistant my mother is terribly sick terribly sick and I need you <laughs> the man was tired but you see he understood the meaning of his oath hypocritic oath or whatever it was so he got up and went so when he went he met the woman at the point of death and then ministered to the woman and finished so when he finished he was like you have to really uh, appreciate that little girl that you have that your daughter because if she had not braced and uh, gone through the, uh, the snow and come here there's no way you'd have made it. You know what the woman said? Say, I don't have any little daughter. I don't have any little daughter. My daughter died two years ago. Then he opened the wardrobe. When he opened the wardrobe, pointed some of her dresses that were there. And the one that could meet his eye direct was the exact one the lady wore and brought came to knock. That is not human. That was an angel. When I come to the next level, that's how, you see, usually, when angels appear to people in scripture, the first thing they tell, do not be afraid. Yeah. That is why when angels are ministering, usually they appear in human form. If you go through scripture, most of the time, they appeared in human form. They appeared in human form. And these guys, the early church, they were so supernatural that they could tell somebody's angel. They say, <laughs> it must be his angel. In the book of Hebrews, let me close with this because as I'm speaking this week, some of you angels will visit you. You will encounter them. You will encounter them. Hebrews, give me Hebrews 13, verse 1 and 2 as I close. He said, Keep loving one another. Maybe the message version is, is better. Stay on good terms with each other. Held together by love. Somebody say, Stay on good terms with me. Say it. Stay on good terms with me. Say, stay on good terms with each other. Held together by love. And verse 2. Be ready with the meal and bed when it's needed. Why? Some have extended hospitality to angels without ever knowing it. Ever knowing it. Ever knowing it. Somebody can come to your office desk and speak to you. <laughs> and in your business and your tiredness moment, that may be an angel. But your attitude, you just miss it without knowing. You can just enter a car and somebody is sitting by you. And that's an angel God has given you. You see, that's why you cannot be spiritual only in church. You have to be spiritual 24. 24. No, 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 no. Spiritual sensitivity. One day, Abraham was sitting in front of his house. Some men were coming. He perceived that they were not ordinary people. You remember the Shunammite woman? He said, I perceive that thou art the holy man of God. You are different. One prayer I pray for you. Elijah prayed for his servant. He said, Lord, open his eyes that he will see. Stand on your feet. Lord, I declare for everyone in this service and online, open their eyes to see. In the mighty name of Jesus. Open everyone in this service. Open their eyes to see. In the mighty name of Jesus. The angels that have been dispatched in this week of fasting and prayer. Lord, as they go through this quarter, open their eyes to see. 
Open their eyes to see. Open their eyes to see. Open their eyes to see. The angel that will lead them to their wives. Open their eyes to see. The angels that will lead them to where their money is. Open their eyes to see. The angels that will bring them the contract they desire. Open their eyes to see. Open your mouth and begin to speak to God. Thank Him that He's opening your eyes to see. Afroqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afroqua on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Oh,